This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. Oh, hi there, Aldrich here. Uh, Jerry is at DePaul with Rutgers, so I'm joined by the Eddie Scazzeri on the podcast. Hello, podcast people. Uh, Eddie, I uh, got some questions from the audience. We like to do this every now and then. I actually got some good ones today. I weeded out all the ones about drops and all the things you've gotten a million mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've gotten some good ones here. Uh, I only put down the good ones, but I have three pages worth. It's large printing, so it's uh, okay. We got a number of uh, questions here. Some interesting, some odd. Well, let's start with the first one. Uh, this comes from Matt. He says, "What does Eddie see as the biggest difference between the old school WFAN hosts and today's hosts?" Uh, old school, much more sports centric, less of other stuff going on. Sort of like our world today. There's a lot more going on. Social media, people's interests are all over the place. Yeah. You know, everybody has like a very short attention span. And I think the evolution of the hosts have have sort of followed that. Where in order to be entertaining, you have to mix it up. And you can't just be straight, hardcore sports anymore. Um, That's really the, the biggest difference to me. And then even with this latest, um, uh, this latest host Keith McPherson, he is some. That is a total departure. Someone from the podcasting world um, who doesn't really have a much of a terrestrial radio background is now being given an opportunity, and hopefully he'll uh, take off and be successful. But that to me is the biggest difference an evolution away from really hardcore sports talk to more of a 
sports-based entertainment. People always seem to like looking back on Mike and the Mad Dog when they would debate things like the Oscars or something like yes. that. Was Did they not do a lot of that? So was it, uh, like, if they did a five-hour show, which they did, mm-hmm. was there something like that in every show, or did it, were there some shows where it was five hours of hardcore sports, I as we said? I would say most of the shows were hardcore sports, but... The thing that made that work and so success be uh, it was so successful was because of their personalities, the interplay between the two of them, the seriousness of Mike, the goofiness of Dog. It, they just played off each other so well, despite the fact that they had their, you know, off-air differences. On the air, you know, it was always sort of magical. They had this connection; it just clicked and worked. But those things that the the non-sports things that they would get into stuck out in people's mind but i i would say 90 percent if not more of the shows of the hours were sports okay here's a great question this comes from dc whiz okay now you've been here since 89 right yes 30 uh something years two 32 years please ask eddie if he ever considered leaving wfan in your 32 years, mm-hmm. was there ever a time when you looked elsewhere or had an opportunity to go elsewhere that you seriously considered? I, I, That's a good question. I may have. You remember in like 96, 97, when all these internet radio thing. I don't know where you were in the yes. business at that I time. I was down in Florida, but I do remember those. And I did get a few offers. Like Iyata was yeah, a thing. Yeah, or whatever. I forget. <laughs> they're so they're gone. They didn't yeah, see yeah they are gone. Um and so yeah, I think I may have had opportunities, but I had no interest. The only time that I ever seriously and actually applied and interviewed for another position was when the uh FAN got the um the Giants, uh, FAN had the New York football Giants uh, rights. And then at some point, the I think it was in 2007, the Giants sort of bought the rights back. They still aired it on WFAN, but they have the rights. Like they control the advertising and stuff, Correct. and and they just, we take it on WFAN. Right. And we have certain availabilities. but And I had worked on the Giants broadcast when FAN owned the rights. It had been a few years. But I had worked for many years on the Giants broadcast as the field producer, then the booth producer. I started off doing parabolics and blah, blah, blah. And I really love the Giants organization. Pat Hanlon, the Mara family, first class all the way. Nice people over there. So I had a familiarity with them. And when that opportun- when that when they took the rights back and they were looking for a producer, I applied. Now, I was very honest. I told... FAN that I was doing it and that was right around the time when Imus had his sort of uh, mess up uh, right before he got fired or actually it might have been right after he got fired when he had the interview so the station was in turmoil it was in a, like a bad way and then you know Boomer and Carton came along and that fall and the rest is history but I actually had gone to interview, but I think I had set up the interview or had applied before the Imus thing had happened, and then it happened. And then I felt so bad and torn about it. 
like you know the, like I was like uh, leaving my family like right after a disaster and I just was so broken up about it like I couldn't I had sort of made up my mind that if even if I was offered I probably would not have taken it so stupid I guess but I, whatever that's just the way I am now I was not offered so I never had to make that decision but that was the only time I ever applied to to leave yeah and uh yeah so there you have it uh, did you did you have to go to Chernoff at that time or was he yeah it was Chernoff and Spitz I told them both what was going on and what was their feeling on that they were fine with it understanding uh, yeah and I was doing Mike and the Mad Dogs board at the time. Uh, yeah, that's right, because I was doing that right before I came to work with you all because of the Imus thing. And then Lou Rufino, who was Imus's board up, he left to go with Imus when Imus went to ABC. ABC. And yeah, so that was that was the only time. That was a good one. That was a very good question. Uh, what's Eddie's most irrational fear? This comes from Girth Brooks. Uh, Girth Brooks. Sounds like a... That's funny. A little play on Quite things. frankly, sounds made up. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, irrational fear. Um, the classic, like, uh, you know, thinking about supernatural entities that in the it, at night when you're walking around New York City or even around your own home when it's really dark and, you know, you may see a little shadow of something. You, obviously, you know that there's, you know... Hopefully, knock on uh, for Micah here, you know, zombies and vampires and, you know, ghosts and all that stuff. But that's an irrational fear, which I don't know how common it is. But, you know, I don't know if you've ever experienced like, you know, what's that? Or I would think it is more like a punk teenager or something. Oh, no. For me, it's always the, you know, the supernatural. Oh, yeah, I don't have those other things. If you see somebody on the street, you know, you know, that's not fake it's real right that's you a know. real fear yeah well yeah it could be you know but you don't know um but yeah the irrational fear of and, I, and again i don't know how common and usually it's after we have perhaps a uh, wife and i have watched a movie or i've read something about like that uh and also um i don't like swimming in open water even in like a lake where i know there are no man-eating sharks or gigantic lake monsters that are going to, uh, you know, devour me. I, I saw Jaws at a young, impressionable age, and that fear has always, you know, this is totally, I don't even like swimming in a pool by myself. Really? Yeah. You know, I, yeah, just, just that's, that is totally irrational. Now, maybe not so much if I'm swimming in the open ocean, which I would never do. Right. That's not irrational. Yeah. But even then, the odds are minuscule. But, yeah, that is an irrational fear of mine, swimming in open water. Yeah, well, the, I feel like the lake, you can't, and in the ocean, too, to a point, you can't see what's Correct. below the surface. Correct, it freaks me out. At least in a pool, you can. Yeah, yes, well, right. So that was, I mean, I haven't really had the opportunity to swim by myself in a pool. I don't have a pool. Right. So, but, yeah, that would that's an irrational fear. Here's one from Barry McCosiner. 
What deodorant does Eddie use? A right guard. Right Straight guard, up right guard right spray? Right guard sport, I think it's called. Uh, what color is the can? It's like... Um, the beige know, can? Yeah, beige that's the classic. can, sort of rust colored maybe. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the classic. Yeah, the original, but I think they call it sport now. They oh, okay. branded it like, you know, 20 years ago. But it's the same smell. I think it was the one, yeah. Man, yeah that exactly. one we all used like in high school. Mm-hmm. Like when I smell that smell now, the right guard, regular right guard, mm-hmm. it smells like, it reminds me of like gym class. It's a right. nice smell though. Well, because, you know, here's the thing. My dad used it. And when, you know, you go into puberty and you start needing deodorant, right. you, you know, it's not like, you know, and especially in the 70s, kids aren't going out and buying the, like, you know, Axe. Uh, so that was in the house and I just started using it. And uh, that was it. And I used to, I mean, the first time, I, my dad always used Noxema to shave. And so when I first started shaving, I used Noxema. But like my... Shaving in, cream, or was it the stuff that women wash their face with? I think it's all the same. Oh, it I is. I think it was like, I don't know if they have, like, it wasn't Noxema shaving cream. It was Noxema, that skin cream. Yeah. But that's what he used for whatever reason. And uh, so I started using that. But then ultimately, like, that did not work for my skin. So I switched to one of the more, you know, sort of gentle aloe-based uh, shaving cream. Yeah. So you never swayed from your right guard, classic yeah. right guard. Yeah, no, no. There are way like now when you go. Oh my god! Like when you go in that aisle now, it's insane the amount of yeah, it's options it's, you have. Yeah, and then like the difference between a uh, uh, deodorant and then a body spray. Yes. which I guess is sort of like cologne, but not really. And then antiperspirant or deodorant. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. Body spray, I think is. Yeah, I think you would use like you would use your deodorant, right? And then you would body spray. And walk into it sort of like you would do with a uh, cologne. Yeah, so yeah. it is sort of like a cologne. Yeah, I do no, think I have it's used like a Axe body spray. You have. But not as a deodorant because it's not a deodorant. Right. Right. They have deodorants, Axe does. Oh. But it's a separate item. See, that would be too perfumey for me. Yes, there is a lot of uh, things like, battling. Yeah. All right. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what do you use? You use a roll-on? I use now I'm back to using a degree stick. Okay. But I've varied over the years. Yeah. I used to use the degree spray. I started with the classic right guard like yourself. I, yeah. My father, back when I first started using deodorant, my father used to use the Menin speed stick. Mm-hmm. But I always, it, it seemed like it, was, it seemed like it would have a weird feeling to rub that yeah, under my armpit. Yeah, it did. I, I, yeah, I, so I, I went with the spray as yeah. well early on. Yeah. There you go. All right, here we go. With all of uh, this is Yera, Yera, Yera Chamil Eric. Okay. With all that he's random knowledge tidbits across the spectrum of science and tech, has he ever had an idea for an invention or a way to improve a design that could benefit humanity? Uh, I did have an idea. And this is, there are versions of this that are out there, but they're tied to apps and prices and money. Okay. And I had the idea before this, this thing came out. Um, you know, I, of course, never did anything about because I, I am into gardening and, and plants and botany. Like if I see a plant or a flower in the either in the woods or out or in the neighbor's yard walking the dogs to be able to just take a picture of it and then get an a, immediate identification of what that is. Um, and there are things like that. Now, there's an app called like Plant Snap, I think. 
where you can kind of do that, but it's like a pay service and it's all fugazi and it's a pain in the ass. And it's like, you know, it might be this, you know, I wanted something that could immediately just like the old, you know, Star Trek tricorders, which would immediately, you know, figure out exactly what things are. Oh, it would scan. Yeah. yeah, Scan anything. It would tell you what Uh it is. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Mm -hmm. So how long did you have the idea for the plant thing before you started seeing it in apps? Oh, 10 years. I was going to say, I feel like those apps are pretty recent. Yeah. Like 10 years. Yeah. Sure. But, you know, at the time, like the technology wasn't, you know, was still sort of getting to where we are now. And now it's, you know, going to get even better. You were thinking of it more as the way they were doing it on Star Trek. Yes. Correct. Where like, you know, oh, immediately, and you get this full encyclopedia and <laughs> planting directions right. and, you know, all that. That would have been a great idea had you follow through mm-hmm. on that. Steve Henry Romano wants to know, what shows are you binge watching right now or watching? You're not a big binge watcher. You watch. You don't go spend the whole day watching. No, no, no. Uh, right now. Yeah. Um, nothing. You nothing. Know? Nothing's uh, uh, caught your eye. Yeah, nothing right now. There is like a new, this isn't a show, but um, the Tom Hanks, I think, is there's a new sci-fi post-apocalyptic movie with Tom Hanks that I think is on Netflix. Um, but in terms of shows. Did you watch that one or that's on no, your list? No, it's, it's going to, yeah, it's on the list, to-do okay. list, to-watch list. Uh, there was um, that show, The Good Place which was on NBC for years, and I thought it was just like a Netflix show that I found, and somebody told me, yeah, that's been on for years, you dope. Um, I guess I sort of binged watched that. Um, you know, not really, but like when I say binge watch for me, it's like we'll watch like one episode yeah, every yeah. time we sit down to watch TV. <laughs> yes. That's my extent of binge watching. And those um, were, because they were on TV, those were like 22 minutes long only it, or something. It, right, exactly. And also, we like when we started watching it, like we caught up and it was like going into the last season. So then it was like a few weeks before we'd get to whatever platform we were watching. Maybe Netflix, I forget where it was on. Um, but I enjoyed that show a lot. Now, was that some version of Heaven that they yes. were in? Yes, it was The Afterlife, right. Okay, that was Ted Danson and... Uh-huh. Um, can't forget. I keep forgetting the actress's name. Yeah, she's in those uh, 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 Hertz no, or Avis or someone. Some, yeah, or some rent a car commercial. Yeah, I, I like her too. I think too. she's good. Yes, I can't remember, but yeah, I I, I remember I I started watching it, mm-hmm. and I thought it had something to do with heaven or something. Yes, it was like right. She died. Right, and she goes to the good place, but then there's a twist. What was so, the twist? That it's really hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a little twist. Yeah, that's a big one. They're yeah. quite an opposite twist. Yes. Uh, let's see. Oh, hi, Eddie, says Steve in Atlanta. Oh, hi, we'll, Steve in we'll Atlanta. We'll finish up with this one with a Steve from Atlanta. Okay. Oh, hi, Eddie. If you could eat dinner separately with one politician, one musician, and one athlete, alive and right now at their current age and mental state, who would they be? So each of these people have to be alive mm-hmm. as they are now. A politician, a musician, and an athlete, all one-on-one dinners. It's a good question. Wow. Uh, okay. Musician? Yeah. Uh, I, w- I would just, I would say Paul McCartney. Right. You're a huge Beatle fan. Yes, huge Beatle fan. And, and the only uh, other Beatle alive would be Ringo. E- yes, that is correct. Uh, an athlete, I'm just... 
you know, I love Dan Marino. Um, I don't know if he would be the guy I would choose. And a politician that's alive doesn't have to be currently in office, I'm assuming. No, I like I think if you said Donald Trump, he was a politician. Right. And yeah, still so is because he's probably going to run again. Yeah, no, I but, think I think like uh, George W. Bush is right. a guy that I, uh, I would probably say Jimmy Carter. Oh, Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. But he's uh, an older fellow. Yeah, now. but I think as as far as I know, at least as a few a few years ago, he's still Kicking. on it mentally. Okay. And of course, I would have to ask him: Are the alien stories <laughs> true? So oh, he had alien stories. No, no, no. Well, oh, oh, all the presidents. Yeah, the, 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 as soon as they take <laughs> office, they say, "Okay, this is what really is going on with the aliens." Right. I would have to ask that. And yeah. An athlete, uh, a current athlete. I'm just trying. Or just to... an athlete, like you could say Dan Marino because he's still alive. He, yes, that's right. Sort of thing. I would just. I wanted want to think of somebody that's just like really, sort of out there and interesting, uh, person. You know, I, I, which, you know, nothing, it's Dan. He's not, you know, out there and just like weird ideas and all that. Right. Uh, you know, so I would have to. Uh, what about one of these flat earther guys? Uh, no, no, I'm not interested in that. Um, hmm. Well, I'd have to come, I'll have to come back to you, Steve, right. on that one. I know you're on Twitter with Al, so if yeah, I, when I think of it, I will uh, you let, me let know. you know. But I would, Paul McCartney, Jimmy Carter. Okay. That's a good one. Because the old, he's the oldest living president. Is that right? Uh huh. Yes. You know who got really old looking is Bill Clinton. Yes. Yes. I saw him in Peyton's places. Yeah. Uh, you know that. You know what that is. And uh, Peyton had gone up to uh, West Point for something like well, maybe it was like the evolution of the forward pass or something like that. And you know, a big helicopter comes in and it's Clinton goes up. And even in that, even I know it was edited. He looked like frail. Yeah. You know, it's sad. Obviously. It happens so fast. It does. Well, that job will freaking. Oh it. yeah, I love seeing those pictures when they show when somebody came into office and when they left office. Mm-hmm. Man, that's. Although Reagan kind of looked the same, right? And the Trumpster kind of looked the same. No, I feel like Trumpster got heavier. Oh, maybe definitely a in the face. But like Jimmy Carter in four years, yeah. oh my God, he just the life sucked out of him. Even Obama, right? You see it, yeah. That's a that's a big effing job. <laughs> that's a tough one. Oof. Ah. All right. Well, it was great. These were really good questions. A good job that's by the audience. That's a good job audience. by uh, the audience. Good job by the I audience. I applaud that. All right. Let's do the warm up show. I did that with CeeLo. Jerry will be back tomorrow on a football Friday. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got cool games coming. Yes, up. we do. Cool All right, Eddie. Uh, you know how this ends. CeeLo! Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, hey, Alexa, play WFAN. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't it never suck. Sucks. Oh, hi there. Hal Dukes here. Uh, that means Jerry's not here today. He's at DePaul. 
CeeLo joins me. Do you Hi, know where Cee-Lo. that is? Hi. It is in uh, Chicago. Very good. I understand uh, that DePaul has a wonderful broadcasting department, actually. Is that right? Yeah. I had, uh, huh. uh, yes, uh, m- uh, Gina had gone there once for some sort of communications conference, and she said they had a wonderful TV studio, radio broadcast studio, podcasting setup. Mm. Like they're doing it right over there at DePaul. So perhaps I should have considered that when I was looking at college. Yes, it's nothing. I mean, I had enjoyed my time at Quinnipiac, sure. but if I wanted more of the uh, the big city feel, yeah. perhaps that would have been the route. To now take. here locally, I hear, um, and actually I've seen it myself. I was for, there for a conference. Uh, Montclair has an enormous communications enormous. department. How yeah. about that? Beautiful. And you got the Yogi Berra Stadium Ooh, over there, too. Perfect. They sure do, yeah. yeah. I, of course, went to Kane University. Yes. Good Me athletics Brian, there, Division uh, Three athletics. Is that right? Yes, very good. Especially the baseball team, very competitive. The Cougars. Yeah. The Kane Cougars. Yeah. When I was there, it was Kane College. I don't know why he changed his name. I don't know what that means. Oh, university is more prestigious. It does yeah. sound more prestigious. Yeah. Yeah. It just sounds better. So when I tell sure. people, but this is my question. When I went there, it was Kane College. I graduated from Kane College. Mm-hmm. Do I tell people I went to Kane University or Kane College? You just say Kane, and you let them decide. Oh, okay, let them I, they, figure it now out. Now they, you know, the brand now is university. Yeah. So if you just say I went to Kane, they'll just assume university. university. Yeah, that's All how right. you. That's how you do it. Fair enough. Sure. Also, I had a quick question for you. This is something I should know by now. I'm in sports talk radio. I, I'm, I love Twitter. What is the definition of a hot take? What's the deal with the hot take? What is the definition? Because yeah, I'll hear some people say this. Like I hear a promo that runs. Mm-hmm. When I listen to Carton Roberts, this promo runs a thousand times on the app. No hot takes. We give you the sports. Wait, uh, that's Carton and Roberts promo? No. Oh, okay. it's, it runs during Carton <laughs> Roberts. Okay. It's the guy with say, the high voice. No hot takes. Nick Costos. Oh, Nick Costos, yes. No, all the entertainment, no hot takes. <laughs> what are hot takes? Like, are hot takes... Uh, this is what I don't understand. Is any take a hot I take? I wonder if Urban Dictionary has a not that I can't answer the question. I'm just curious. Because no matter like if I go like this, if I go, uh, the Jets are gonna run the table and make the playoffs, <laughs> someone could say that's a hot take, right? Oh also, if I said the Jets stink, yeah. well, that's a hot take. Like, is a hot take mean The Jets stink is not a hot take. Okay, is a hot take like something you're trying to say just for attention? Is yeah, that a hot take? I think take? it's a, like a um, an impulsive in the moment. Yes, look at me. I've got a big opinion. I'm going to be it, the loud guy. But not a popular opinion. A hot take is a non-popular t- opinion uh, just to have an opposite opinion? I don't opinion? know that it's always unpopular. No, we don't no. Know. I, think that's, I think what you're describing is con- the contrarian opinion. Oh, okay. Where no matter what, you'll always take the, the side that's not the majority. Okay. Yeah, yeah hot take. No, I don't necessarily think it's always unpopular. Especially in our business, our line of work, yeah, and in so the age of social media, you know, you you you, you dive in. But you I feel like really, people people don't take time to think it over and just let things settle in and have a reasonable, measured approach. But I feel like people use the term "hot take" yes. when they're criticizing something you say, yeah, for anything. Like a popular opinion, an unpopular yeah, opinion. Yeah, that doesn't make those people right, though. Right, like they might. They're just kind of. That's the. It's the easy two-word thing to throw at you in the Twitter reply. Ah, it's in the hot take. But in know? that promo that we run for this show, no it's a betting takes. show. Yeah. Hosted by Nick Costos. Sure. He says, uh, all the entertainment, no hot takes. Yeah, because they're not, it's not like, they're not really providing the, the, hey, look at me, like, 
headline. But don't you have to have hot takes when you're giving your opinion on who's going to win a game? Yeah, but that's like I think the, 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 I think his point is if they're doing research, they're looking at numbers and analyzing research. things like that. It's not just an impulsive, oh, I see, emotional thing. Well, it's educated takes, correct? Not hot takes. Yeah, like okay. those those guys that do that, whatever you want to call them, handicappers. They're not giving you their like emotional opinion, like, oh, I hate the Giants, so you gotta bet the bucks on Monday night. Like they're trying to give you the like mathematical, educated, analytical approach. Hey, look, the spread did this, it's moving this way, or here's why I like this prop, because you know, Kadarius Tony's banged up, so Sterling Shepard's coming back, so you know, he's gonna get more than three and a half catches, something like that. Because sometimes, uh, so, by the way, that promo sometimes runs five times in one commercial break. Yeah. And it's just like, no hot takes. And I was like, really what doing is a good job sticking up for digital. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying that I hear that promo a lot. Yes. So the, the, that show. I'm I sure. do hear uh, from people that listen on the app that yeah. the, the promos <laughs> and the commercial breaks can be re- on the repetitive side. A little yes. repetitive. Yeah, a little bit. That's all. By the way, the um, I when I said, let's see if yeah, what's a hot take? I, I can't. I can't say that. Oh, okay. So they have an alternate There's situation. Another- yeah, I don't want. No, we don't want to go. Very there. dirty. Yep. The other thing I hear a promo that runs all the time, and this is physically impossible. What this what this podcast claims to do? They physically go, impossible. yeah, okay. They go, hi, we're so and so. There are a lot of podcasts out there. Accurate. There's uh, three million podcasts and fifty million episodes. We're gonna break them all down for you, so you don't have to try to listen to them all. We'll tell you which are the good episodes. <laughs> how are you going through fifty million podcasts? Uh, that's a good point. Not possible. So how are they picking? I uh, maybe there's some sort of algorithm that does that for them. I don't, I don't know. know what's going on in the world, CeeLo. Yeah, there is so much content. It's an uncertain time, Al. It is unbelievable. Like there's so much stuff out there that no one's consuming. Yeah, you know I mean, it's still a small. There's still. A uh, there's a lot of content with yes. very little audience, and there's still a handful at the top that's getting all the audience. Yep. So it's times have changed, but they really haven't. Is right. What you're saying. Right. Yeah. All it, all we're doing is cluttering the good stuff by cluttering stuff no one knows what it is right. around. But the it. cream rises to the top uh, eventually. But mm-hmm. there should be some gatekeepers we'll going. This top, stinks. Right? Let's not put this on gatekeepers. Oh. Yeah. Like I love a gatekeeper. Yeah. That's what I love about music radio versus uh-huh. like just pulling things off Spotify. I like someone to tell me, this is pretty good. I'm yeah. pretty good at picking out music. This is pretty good. The gatekeeper. Yeah, like out of this album, mm. these are the pretty good tracks. So Cream rises to the crap. Cream rises to the crap. So you're the gatekeeper, not the key master. I want a gatekeeper. Okay. I like gatekeepers. You missed the Ghostbusters reference. Yeah, no, I've, right. I saw Ghostbusters a thousand years That's ago. That's one of my all-time favorite movies. The new one's coming out with Paul Rudd like tomorrow, I think. Ghostbusters? Yeah, like Ghostbusters. It's like a... It's a remake or an addition? It's an addition. It's like a current day thing. A new story. I think Aykroyd might have like a brief thing where he's the grandfather. He's of, I don't know. Exactly. All right. I, I, it could be awful. I have no idea. But it is coming out. I did like yesterday, CeeLo, when the uh, Joe Flacco news broke, that Joe Flacco would be quarterback. I felt like you had some good stuff on Twitter. I was laughing at some of your tweets. Dude, I, was, couple- I, was, I, was, I, was, I was waiting for the train at Metro Park in New Jersey, and I just was... I was, I was literally laughing out loud to myself. Now that I was broke. Like, Are they serious? Right, like right as your show ended. Uh, right after we signed off. Yes. Someone actually, someone actually tweeted me and asked, "Do you think that Rich Samini, who broke the yeah. story, intentionally waited until ten? Yes. Just to spite the morning show. He's the a fan. spite guy. <laughs> He's spiting Boomer. Boomer loves him though. Boomer always has nice things to yes, say about Rich. So I don't, I don't think that would be the case. Maybe he. I know yeah. he's an ESPN guy, but it's I don't a spite. Think so. That was a spite move. Spite. Yeah. Uh, so a couple things. First of all. 
this now may I am not going I know I work at WFI. I am not gonna watch one snap of this nonsense. Good. You're protesting. I'm protesting. I like it. Now they I will ruined watch. your Mike White fun. They did. I will watch Red Zone. And I'm not gonna look away when they go to the Jets because it'll be laughable situations. Right, you'll consume whatever they're offering. I'll consume but I'm not si- if you think anyone here is sitting down <laughs> watching that jet game, you've you're insane. Anyone here you mean on the show? In the metro area. Uh, Jets fans are not watching this. Yeah, they will. Mike Fliegelman will watch the game. 100%. You think Joe Beningo watches this game? Yeah, I guarantee you. <laughs> He's got the Boy, big podcast to get ready for. These so, yeah. Jets fans are just miserable then. Why would you now, watch this? The Jet fans are, I mean, of course they're, um, that's a fact. So okay. Jet fans are miserable. Yeah, right. Eddie just hot take in my ear. Yeah, that's a hot take. <laughs> not really. So, it's a fact. Robert Sala said that the Dolphins. Have a dynamic coverage system. Yeah. And Joe Flacco has been there, right. done that, mm-hmm. and is a steadying experience. Yeah. Puts us in the best position to win. The great three and seven Miami Dolphins. Right. That's what you said. Like, what? What? Yeah. They're the 85 Bears now, apparently. I know they've been playing better. That's what Boomer will say. Wow. The last well, couple listen. of weeks. I have a, by the way, prediction. Yeah. Boomer will not be as as down on this as the rest of us are. That would be my guess. That is silly. But what's funny to me is last week we made a big deal about going up against the Buffalo defense and how right. great they are, yet they ran Mike White out there. Now, yes. now I understand he played awful, so that you would say this is the reaction to that. But, but I, this I is absolutely like puts us in the best position to win. You're not going to be a playoff team. So they're, wins, they're never going to look at it that way. Though. Wins do not matter. And that's what a boomer would say. Oh, tell that to the other guys in the locker room. I guarantee you're going to hear that today at some point. Sounds like you're doing a lot of boomer impressions. Right well, now. I mean, I just, I've been around him enough to know that, you know, he's going to call us NARPs. You guys don't get you it. Don't You've get never it. been in an NFL right. locker room. You're going to get all of that today. That That's a lock. It's coming. Is so that just right? Prepare yourself for Ooh, it. This is interesting. Yes. Okay, we, I know Boomer doesn't listen to this. No, so never. maybe a little bit. I don't think he does. Maybe he comes in. He's doing other things. Sometimes he he'll say, "Al, oh, I heard you on the warm up to say this, that, or the other." Maybe that's just when he walks in. At like I think when he walks in, okay, yeah. so he, he gets just, like sixty seconds of content. We're coming down the hallway to come to the studio. Right. It's it's on in the speakers. Yes, as so he's talking to Andy Lawrence. But right now he yeah. ain't hearing this. Right, you're right. You're right about that. So yeah, this this is annoyed the crap. If you would have told me Josh Johnson is starting, that is more acceptable, right? And now, than Joe and, freaking Flacco. And I know some of the and, and I understand there's a there's a roster component aspect of this. People were giving me the well, they've already used all their practice squad promotions on Josh Johnson, and they don't want to blow us. Sp- if this is was so important and such a factor. Right, all off season, we all after they drafted Zach Wilson, all we all kept saying was, "Where's they need the veteran quarterback? Where's the veteran quarterback?" And they told you, "Yeah, we're comfortable with the guys we have." Now, all of a sudden, you get into the season, and it's so important to them that they've got to give up. I get fine, sixth round draft pick, not the end of the world. We're gonna go trade for. J- he was on our team last year. He started four games when Darnold was hurt. We're gonna go trade for this guy in the middle of the season. We're gonna ba- basically make him inactive. For the first couple of weeks, I know he was active last week and obviously got into the game. And now all of a sudden, when push comes to shove, Mike White, we got a glimpse of he has one bad game. And now we got to run Joe Flacco out there. And Josh Johnson, who's been there since, you know, mini camp and training camp -camp. and played okay in mop up duty in place of White on the Thursday night game against the Colts. It's just like, well, why is he what's he doing? Why? What would you say you do here if you can't get a crack? He's been in the league forever, too. I heard a great call to Sal the last probably 15 minutes. Yeah. Like a conspiracy theory. The guy, I think the guy nailed it. He said, 
the the Jets didn't want Mike White uh-huh. to come out here and and win or play well, and instead you throw Flacco out there, pointless. Then their prized possession, Zach Wilson returns to play the scrub Texans. Yeah, and I, all of a sudden, Mike White's forgotten about. Yeah, I don't. I I, I appreciate the creativity. Yeah, that was a good. Uh, one. I think we're going a little too far. Shout out to that guy. I think we're going a little too far. Because by the way, and wouldn't this be typical of the script? And I said this yesterday. Watch Flacco go out and light up Miami. On. So, and then what happens? <laughs> Nothing. Hey, thank, He's gone. Joe, thanks for the thanks for the week. Yeah. You know, you listen to that guy yesterday. He has no into he. This is what he wants to do. He's Who? not going to Joe Flacco. See, He's because just like, the, ah, yeah, I'm not the you know eh, being a mentor. Like I want to play. Like, but this, the previous week, you said he looked like he had zero interest in running into that game because it, because I think he gets traded here, and it's like, well, wait a second. They've got the kid quarterback who's the future. And now all of a sudden I'm playing behind this Mike White guy and like what what, what am I doing here? I'm not gonna play. So and now all you think, of a sudden it's like, hey, I got a chance to start again. Let's go here. So now you think Joe Flacco is pumped to play. Oh, he's pumped. Oh, really? And you'll hear it when I play the clips really? for this. Oh, yes. Then don't give me that droopy attitude <laughs> well, that's just on how Sunday he is. when you mope around and get out and yes. you better play pumped up. I don't think he'll appear pumped up. Yeah. But if you listen to him, he's pumped up. But of course, the other Factor is he gets up there yesterday at the podium. He's got the mask on, so people are like, oh, oh, "Wait boy. a second. And he's oh, like, "Yeah, boy, yeah, I'm unvaccinated." He's gonna give us all the COVID. And they go, and then Bob Glover's like, "Can, can you share your 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 reasons?" And he's like, "Oh, I I, I have my reasons, and I, and I'd I, I'd really like to talk about it because I I'd like to talk about it. I like to he's debate into it, it, but but it's a distraction. So I'm gonna all right gonna pass. On I that. appreciate that as too. The, as the cases are spiking across the yeah. league. Like imagine. Watch, we'll get to Saturday and I'll be like, oh, they had to put Flacco on the COVID list. Mike White will start. start Flacco's on the COVID list, but he was also sitting next to Mike White in the room. So now the punter's going to have to be the quarterback, whoever that is. (laughs) Or they'll have to get whoever the uh, Braden Mann is. Braden Mann. They'll get Josh Johnson off the practice squad and he'll start the game. (laughs) They'll throw him in there. Unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. You can't make it up, man. You really, it's just, there's something every year with them. You're right. If Boomer comes in here, it's going to happen and says, this is the right move. I'm going to come in and give him a headlock. No, you're not. And noogie his he head. He might give you like a, look, I, I understand it's, him. you know, no one's excited about Joe Flacco, but I, I, I can see him spinning it or not spinning it, but giving you the, the football insider perspective, the X's and O's, you know, like, I understand why they're doing this. Mike White was overwhelmed, you know, that it's on tape now. He was so bad against the Bills, that kind of thing. And listen, if Joe Flacco can't handle this 85 Bears Dolphins defense, <laughs> then what? I don't know. Because his experience. Yeah, well, why are the Dolphins not so great then if their defense is so good? Because their offense is awful. They're their gonna, offensive line's terrible. They're going to the run out. The play is not great. Tua's going to play. No matter play. who it is. Tua, Brissett, Tua. Yeah, I guess. Where is this game? It's here. God, imagine you have tickets to this. You wanted to go see well, Mike a bunch White. of Jet fans were like, I'm not going. I was going to go. I'm yeah. not going now. And I heard they charge to... 60 bucks to park there. That can't be in all. That can't be right for every spot. Oh, you know what? I shouldn't say that. Yeah. Because when I, I heard. Because when I, I never. Rumors. When I was covering the team, I never really experienced that because part of the press pass was you got, you know, parking pass as well. So, like, I never had to stop and actually look at what the parking price I think was it's for. 60 bucks. That's insane. I mean, I. For what? Listen, all the all the respect in the world to the people that that still go out and 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 are diehards and dead. I just can't, it, financially, it's just insane. It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't, unless you know your team is kicking butt or you want to watch Mike White. 
I can't believe I was like Mike White would sell tickets, but he would. And we wanted to give Mike White one more shot. Yeah, that's, that's so you all talk he about deserved. Conspiracy theories, like people he have deserved. said that in the past. All oh, the Jets are just doing this because they're trying to get people. This is a move that goes the opposite. It runs the opposite of providing interest and a reason to watch, like some sort of publicity stunt. It's not that. It's the opposite oh, of that. Right. It's the opposite. And just to circle back to the other conspiracy theory about that, well, they want Wilson to come back riding on the white horse against Houston. So let's say they didn't start Flacco. Let's say they, they stayed with White and he tore it up and they killed it and they beat the Dolphins. So what? What's another week or two? Like what? I Fine. I understand you drafted him second over. He's the future, all that. But isn't winning games and a young quarterback, which Mike White still is playing with, isn't that a good problem to have? Yes. Like, wouldn't you rather that than 36-year-old Joe Flacco going out there yes. and eking out a win against the Dolphins? Yes, because then you could trade uh, Mike White if you want to. Right, in the offseason. Let's take a quick break. Okay. When we come back, we've got a little more of this Flacco nonsense. Uh, We've got Noah Syndergaard saying goodbye. (laughs) I've got a number of other items from uh, the NFL. And uh, what else do I have? I'm scrolling down my list. Oh, that's a good enough tease. All right. I mean, that is just a huge tease. That is a hot take. number of other items from the NFL. (laughs) Get to work on your costos. (laughs) No, that's pretty good. It's not nasally enough. All right. Uh, Okay. Back and then the Boomer and Geo at the top. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yellow. Jeff Lynn. Wham. There was a period there where Jeff Lynn was like pumping out during that uh, like Tom Petty full moon fever, traveling Wilburys, George Harrison's Cloud Nine, Jeff Lynn solo. I mean, that guy was uh, Roy Orbison's record, uh, Roger McGuinn's record from the. That guy was like very prolific. In uh, whatever year, the in like 88, 89. Kind of big, massive amount of records on the on the charts. Got it. And ELO had like 15 or 20. Oh. I, know, I know there's some sort of battle with ELO because like there's an ELO that goes out on tour and then there's Jeff Lynn's ELO. So, psh, psh, yeah, just a little battler. Figure it out. Figure it out, man. Before you're all dead. Exactly. Figure it out before you're all dead. Guns and Roses figured it out before they're dead. That's what anyone talked about years ago. Like, will Guns N' Roses ever get back together? And now they're back together. Yeah, there's touring. No right? buzz. Oh. There was buzz. When we were giving away no tickets. Buzz. No, no buzz. No, there was buzz, but then they hung around a, a while, and then they just never stopped touring. I see. So that's kind of, you lose a little buzz. Now the buzz is like, will Led Zeppelin ever get back together? It's too much. But Robert Plant can't hit the high notes anymore. Well. Oh. Uh, what is he, uh, 75? 70-something, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Saw him at the garden with my dad back in the day. Robert Plant? Yeah. A solo uh, show? Yeah. It's probably, uh, I don't know, close to 15 years ago now. It was good. Probably uh, the uh, I'm your tall, cool one. And I'm yeah, it was good. It was a good show. <laughs> I was I was fascinated by some of his uh, his moves on stage. Oh, yeah? A little, that dude can move. A little out there. 
I saw him as a uh, Page and Plant went on tour. Mm. That I was that was good. They played like the the real rock songs, the oh, real the rock real stuff. stuff. It wasn't yeah. like the the slow downs up on stuff. They yeah. came out and they were ripping it. That's I need I need I need some ripping. That guy can't have a sleepy show. Ah, been through the land of the ice and snow. Noah Syndergaard <laughs> said goodbye to New York yesterday. He yeah. took to Instagram. Someone put together some sort of montage of his uh, highlights and him mm-hmm. walking around in a Thor costume and that sort of thing. So that was nice to see. Uh, do you, could you play just the very beginning of that for me? Sure, Alan. You got it. Right. Dear Mets fans, dear Mets fans, this is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Production right here. Remember this song? Of course. That's all I thought about when I heard Noah. Nick Lachey. The Lachey brothers. And tell you I don't love you. Come on. This is Noah Syndergaard. Come on now. That's my favorite boy band song. From the boy band. Dear Mets fans, this is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> suck. Get out. <laughs> All these guys always are like these tearful goodbyes. Meanwhile, they just split town on you. Right. And it's, you know, he really reads the script there with a lot of emotion. I don't know what's oh, worse, the worst. that or Trevor Bauer when he put the thing out announcing he was signing with the with the Dodgers. Oh, he did a similar thing? Yeah, it was like painfully just no no feeling or emotion or rhythm to him reading the script that clearly someone else wrote for him. You used to have to take out a full-page ad in the local paper. Some guys paper, still do that. Which is, uh, I'm sure, pricey. This, you just put it on your Instagram, free. Right, exactly. Get somebody to put and, some video together. And it reaches more people anyway. And exactly, it reaches more people. So that was people. your favorite boy band song. Song, yeah. Of any of any Of, of any of the boy band. Not just 98 Degrees. Right. Wow. The hardest thing. Interesting. We actually had... The not Nick Lachey, but his brother, whatever Lachey. We had him on a show once when we were doing the show at the uh, at the stockbroker place where we would do on nine eleven. Stock BGC uh, BGC's Global or something. Yeah, Canner Fitz. Canner Fitzgerald at the time. Yeah. So uh, and I sang that ninety eight degrees song to him. You sang it to him to his face. How did that go? Not well. He looked horrified (laughs) that a much older man was. Singing in '98. The other the great, the, the other great uh, boy band song is LFO "Summer Girls." Yes, that's awesome. I, I I like that one for sure. That one guy passed away from that band. Really? Yeah, huh. the main uh, singer, Nick Lachey, big Bengals fan. I didn't oh know yeah, that. no, they're huge Cincinnati fans. They love Cincinnati Bearcats football, and they love. I guess they're from there, huh? From the Natty area. Drew Lachey. Drew Lachey. Yeah, they're Was big he Boomer in the fans. Band? He was. Oh, Nick and Drew Lachey. Little did I know. Yeah, and now Nick Lachey only got big because he married Jessica Simpson and they had that reality show. That's why he got popular. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. about that. More popular, perhaps, but he was pretty popular when he was in the band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All I do now in That'd my head... That'd be like saying Justin Timberlake only got popular when he <laughs> got with Britney Spears. Yes. Come on. All I do now in my head is uh, Eddie has a drop of Steve Summer saying, mm-hmm. It's, I do it all day long, yeah. mm-hmm. out loud. It was when we were playing the clip of S- Steve Summers and an engineer came in while Steve was taping an interview. You mean the it, one I played for yeah, you? Yeah, the, the one you played the other day. I wasn't sure who played it. Yeah. And at the end when he clearly was not listening to the guy and he just has to say something, he just goes, mm-hmm. yeah, that one. <laughs> yep. right after the dial tone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Or no, mm-hmm. that was after the, the call cut out for like six seconds, and then Dick Weiss came back on the back end yeah. to finish his point, which Steve clearly couldn't have heard. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, that one. And then yeah. as Eddie points out at the end, yeah, he does the lip smack. <laughs> and then the dial tone comes yeah. in. Dick, are you with us? Mm-hmm. What happened there? So. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. You got the mm-hmm and the ah, oh, jeez, oh, all in that one clip. All right, and it wasn't even on the air. Right, exactly. Something that did go on, mm-hmm, that did go on the yeah. air years mm-hmm. ago. When um, I think it was during a devil game and when the board ops used to have to use instant messenger to communicate with whoever was on site, whether it was the announcer or the engineer, and somebody had the audio pod for their computer up and their IM sound was somebody's oh, going, somebody's going, mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they, they come out of break <laughs> in the devil broadcast and all of a sudden you hear the IM sound of the mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh God! I do that all day long. I do it to my dog, like sure. whatever. Mm-hmm. Do it to mm-hmm. Gina. I'm sure, she mm-hmm. loves that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw that Matthew Stafford's wife had to apologize. <laughs> you can't make this up. on Instagram yesterday. Yeah. She evidently uh, there was some people antagonizing uh, her and her husband, her posse. Uh, yeah, at the uh, Niners game. Yes, because it was a road game. They were in Santa Clara. Yes, it was a road game. They were in Santa Clara, so she got angry and threw a pretzel at <laughs> somebody. I guess a, like a piece of a, a large pretzel, right, that yes, you get at a game. Not right, a tiny the jumbo pretzel. soft pretzel. Jumbo soft yeah, pretzel. Yeah, not a, not a small like cracker pretzel, yeah. not a dry pretzel. Because you could yeah. throw those sourdough nuggets also, but this was an actual... <laughs> and uh, She owned it on uh, Instagram. She said... But the best part was another a fellow Rams fan called her out. Is that like, right? Went out of their way. Yeah, it was like, you know, I was at the game and I saw what you did and you you know, you should be better than that. You know, you, you got to represent, you know, your husband and you're, you got to make a set a better example for your children. And, and her name's Kelly, I believe. And yes, she Kelly. went back, you know what, girl, you know, you're right. You know, I'm, I I wasn't a wasn't a good look. I got to be better, you know. And so it was an interesting exchange. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, the canceled mob like went after her and someone some random person who was at the game who witnessed it who was a Rams fan like basically put her put her in her place and she was like you know what you're right I'm going to take take ownership and accountability of that if they're trashing her husband or her or anyone and she threw a pretzel on I'm all for that oh and the other thing the Ram fan said was you know what you're lucky that pretzel didn't hit me because if it did, it would have ended differently. Yeah, <laughs> was that a woman who wrote I it? I don't or a know guy? that I don't know. A guy's gonna go beat up. Matthew Stafford's wife I just gotta, threw a pretzel at him. I gotta, I, I'll find the story and I'll look at the. I'd love the, to. Throw I saw them post the pretzel. The the or whoever called her out. Yeah. Oh, they have it blurred, of course. Oh. At last blurred. night's game at Levi Stadium, and then in all caps, why did you throw a pretzel at a Niner fan <laughs> sitting behind me? Who do you think you are to do such a thing? You're lucky you didn't hit me with it because the outcome would have been different for you. Oh, really? You in capitals. Show some class and support your husband and his new team with grace, please. I am a Rams fan and embarrassed by your actions last night. That is why I am sharing with others. Hopefully you will be more aware of what you were doing in the future and set a better example for your children. This person makes it seem like they were sitting next to a Niners fan who was all normal and got pegged with a pretzel turned around it's Matthew <laughs> Stafford's wife. You were probably being a tool. I'm sure. And these wives and girlfriends and brothers and uh uncles and aunts and parents they get sick and of hearing kids and pets. Kids and pets. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. They get sick of hearing your nonsense. So every once in a while we're going to throw a pretzel at you. Yeah. 
I guess there's worse things to throw than a pretzel. Well, like Patrick Mahomes' brother dumped a water on some dude at the Ravens game. Yeah, that's even... He seems like a it's water. jackass, though. TikTok video guy? Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, glomming on to Patrick Mahomes. Well, wouldn't you? I guess, yeah, I probably would if I had a brother that was uh, if playing football. Sign sure a $500 million contract? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You're right, but I would stay out of trouble. I wouldn't be pouring water, th- throwing pretzels at be- yeah. people. Well, you know what? Emotions some- sometimes run high at these games. It's the hardest thing you I'll ever have to do. do. Let's take a quick break, CeeLo. Uh, Boomer and Geo at the top, where if Boomer... If Boomer's for this Joe Flacco. He's going contrarian today. Not hot take, contrarian. Contrarian. Yes. Oh my gosh, I hope not. I could be wrong. That's my guess. Well, I know Gio's going to be fired right. up about that. Which is the... why I think Boomer's going the other way. Listen. Right, he's the he's what he's the sharp better, right? The public's going to go in one direction yeah. and hammer one side. He's taking the he's other side. He's going hot take, yep. contrarian. No. contrarian. Contrarian hot yeah. take? Not hot contrarian. take. Contrarian. Contrarian. So confused. Yeah. All right, Boomer Geo at the top. We'll be back. I've got some more NFL stuff, a few uh, baseball items here, and uh, more things like that. All right, Jerry. Uh, Jerry. Eddie, uh, take it away. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Stick with the boy band theme. No, I went with uh, some squeeze, classic squeeze. Uh, Jerry's at DePaul for uh, Rutgers. That game's tonight. Yes. So he went out early. They flew yesterday. Flew yesterday. And then Jerry tomorrow morning is going to be miserable because (laughs) he's flying back. It's a late tip tonight. Yes. And it's a different time zone. Yeah, it's one of those situations where he just comes basically right here from the airport. Yeah. He's coming right from the airport to here. A and, boomer couch situation. Yeah, for maybe an hour, and right. then we'll do, he'll be doing the warm-up. So show. Monday, it was, you know, where's Jerry? Why can't he get to work? And then tomorrow, when he's miserable, it's going to be like, you know, what? what's your problem? What, like, are, why, what are you doing here? Well, yeah. Bro, like yeah. he didn't know, like, you know, it's late now, but are you available? Um, I'm actually working uh, on the network side. Tomorrow. Oh, no. so the network. Late. Yeah. All right, that'll be fine, Jerry. It's only it's a Friday. We do cool games tomorrow. I'll get Jerry all jacked up for yeah, that. Yeah, that'll wake him right up. We'll wake him right up. So I just checked in on my dog. I like to see you know on camera where she is in the house. How many cameras you got in the house? I only have one camera. Oh, okay. But so if she's not on that camera, she it's a, it's a small condo. So, so she's so, not in the one visible in one area. You know where she is. Yeah, if she's not Ups- visible there. She's upstairs. duplex for you. Huh? Duplex, small wow. duplex. Okay, small duplex. <laughs> small duplex. Right. But I was noticing that uh, you know I would before I would leave in the morning I would put WFAN on and Sal would be on screaming at people. <laughs> I just thought, well, I you know sometimes dogs like to hear you know this has have some sort of noise mm-hmm. and talking. It's, I don't have it on loud. But I kept checking in on the dog, and and she would be, uh, she would she would leave the area, and I thought, well, maybe she doesn't like hearing talk radio. She's not a Sal fan, or or a fan of the warm up. She's something. No, I'm sure she loves hearing your voice. I don't know. So I now put music on instead of 
to talk radio, and uh, I checked in on her. She's still downstairs. What kind of music? But classic rock on for classic rock. Yeah, and you must put it relatively soft because you don't want to disturb anybody yeah, else keep in it your soft. building. Yeah, but well, I never like know. The, like a spa, like the spa channel or something, like a lullaby. It's a nice soothing. That's not a bad idea. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Is that a classic rock? It's not really a middle of the night, you know, letting the dog just yeah. kind of rest Let her relax. into the zen. night. A yeah. zen. I don't know, like, do dogs need a radio on? Who knows? Yeah. I leave the light on for the dog. She may not want the light on. Yeah, she might want to rest. She might want to rest. So when she goes upstairs, there's no lights on. Maybe she's going up there because she doesn't like the lights. Probably. But it's I also the middle of the night. She wants to re- relax. Yeah, but I feel bad leaving the house and, and leaving a dog in the dark. It feels like. Why don't you get her a nightlight? It's not too bright, but you get a little something. So like a nightlight situation? A little mood, little mood lighting? I could do that. I could do nightlight. How's the relationship going? With the dog? Yeah. Uh, much better. Better? Yeah, she is sleeping through the night. Okay. Or at least till 2 a.m. Right. And when then I once you're up. gone, who cares? Doesn't yeah, who matter. knows? Yeah, no, that has gotten much better. <laughs> All right. Our uh, relationship has gotten better. I'm happy to hear that. I do uh, mush her face and say, who's a good girl? I do do that. Uh, I kiss her when I uh, arrive home. So it's a little, a little TLC. She it's good, yeah. love and affection. It's good. We almost broke up, but... Right, uh, I know. I was very sad when I was hearing about We held it together. That. Good. And then I was gonna, we were gonna break up, and then Spike gets the job here, dog lover. Oh yes, I could pet lover, pets, adoptions, yes. all this stuff. Yes, I was like, oh, I definitely can't give her back now. Yeah, bad look. That'd be a really bad look. Or if you were looking for someone to take the Wins. dog, yeah, Spike might have been a, a fit. <laughs> no, I would miss my whimsy girl mm-hmm. when she was gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the NFL, mm-hmm. this was a fun story. Uh, the NFL Network, uh, I, I, I am not going to pronounce his name correctly. Her name is Aditi. Oh, yeah. It's a tough one. I can't Inkambwala. even. Yeah. Well, how are you saying it, Eddie? Inkambwala. Yes. Just, just say it fast, kind of like uh, Antenna Kupo. Antama Kupo, right yes. Not Antama. She had a report that said that Dwayne Haskins, who's now with the Steelers, yeah. uh, spent his warm-ups throwing, quote, lousy passes and checking his phone, <laughs> and that and that the reports were that the Steelers coaches were watching this. Yeah. Oh man, I'd love to get Tomlin's <laughs> thoughts on that. As far as that wasn't covered yesterday, did but I know Jerry played the clips. Yeah. Did he mention that he 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 gave an 18 minute opening statement yesterday? On I guess that was Tuesday. No. Did he mention that part? 18 minutes, and then he was just like, you know. Okay, I know you guys got a job to do, so I'll I'll step aside and let you do your thing. Does 18 have, minutes. Does he have notes? No. He got that's, eight, that's what's so brilliant about him. He there's no notes. Like obviously he has to put some thought into it. Yes. I mean, and he's usually he gives you a full breakdown of all three, you know, phases of the opponent, offense, right. defense, special teams. And I mean, it is it is incredible. I, I it blows me away every week. Like Boomer, you they mentioned he says nothing, but he uses a lot of but it's just incredible. There's not a lot of ums and pauses. He just lets it rip, man. 18-minute opening statement. With no notes. <laughs> and didn't mention Dwayne Askins, you know, throwing lousy passes and checking his phone. I think it's one thing to say oh, God. Uh, the, the player was checking their phone. Like, that's facts, you know. To say he's throwing lousy passes. Now, I want to know, was this in the, in the like, the pregame pregame when they're not even in uniform yet? Or was this in the, like, formal pregame? Right, with a helmet on. When they've got the helmet. <laughs> no, because... I'm pretty sure once that happens, you're not allowed to have, you know, 
electronic devices on the right. Flip. I would think, yeah, one yeah. Can, you can't just have your phone. Something I mean, this might have been in like more the informal part where they're out there and like you know, really early. And, yeah, like so one o'clock game, maybe it's a ten thirty, eleven, something like that. So then he's checking his phone, throwing loud passes. But she passes. would know that because she's there doing the live hits. Yes. So they're out there on the field, you know, hours before the game anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I even forgot, like, that he was on the Steelers because, yeah. you know, Mason Rudolph started and may start again this week. The guy's finally active for a game. Unless I, I'd be surprised if they were keeping all three quarterbacks active. Maybe they do. I don't know. I Who's, don't follow the. Oh, you're saying, yeah. Well, when Ben was healthy, Rudolph would have been the backup. Right, and right, right. I don't know if Haskins was active. Probably. So no, I don't so think So then he was. this would have been his first chance. Like, I'm going to be active today in uniform actually yes and that was part of the story you're right i do recall her <laughs> saying this was his first shot yeah. at possibly getting it like you're one hit away from getting in the game how many times have we seen it this season and he's on his phone throwing quote lousy passes <laughs> <laughs> now i would say you'd have to compare that to what he does in a normal week because even on the on a week where he's not active i'm sure he he goes out and goes through some sort of workout and throw like zach wilson for example last week we knew he wasn't going to be active but the jets put him through an extensive workout in the pregame before they got into, you know, uniform and pads and helmets and all that. So I would wonder if what Dwayne, what a normal Sunday pregame is like for Dwayne Haskins. Right. He's just out there in sweatpants. Well, they all are. Throwing lousy passes. They all get the headphones on, you know, listening to their, whatever gets them pumped up or Zen music. Zen music. Yeah. yeah, Spa Zen music, whatever will relax a dog. I see that Fox CeeLo is launching the USFL in April. Why? I am so pumped. You are? Fakakta football. You back. do love Fakakta football. The new USFL and Fox is the only Fox owner. Fox owns the league? They own the league. And isn't the XFL coming back? Didn't The Rock like partner with somebody? To... Yeah, there was talk of that. Not Who happening? knows where that is? I and thought then I there saw the a... other day that they're hiring people. Um, yeah. Like X, you know, X NFL types, like front yeah, like type. The XFL. Oh, um, I think Jerry, or Jerry Reese, or Mark Ross, who used to work for the Giants, just got a, a like a front office. Yeah, gig but of I don't. Sort. I haven't heard really much buzz huh. about that. Then there no was buzz. like a before the pandemic, right? Which killed the XFL, yeah. correct? Uh, then there was talk of a Ricky Williams like ganja league, the weed <laughs> league. You could smoke weed and yeah. play. By the way, speaking of, and, that, and this is probably not ch- so. I've been. Going to the other job more recently. So I've been commuting through Penn Station and walking from Penn up to like the Radio City area. I refuse to take the, the subway and Me spend too. more money. It's a nice, you or know, get kicked in the face on the subway. Block. But dude, like it is, and I'm not talking late, early in the morning, late at night. This is the middle of the day. I mean, people are just smoking weed on, on oh, yeah. 7th Avenue. Like I want the guys in cups just like offering it to you. I'm coming. I'm. They're going offering the, you weed for like, a purchase. I, I don't even know. They're just like they just point. You smell it. They're pointing at you. I'm walking back to Penn the other night at like seven o'clock to catch the train. The guy right outside Penn Station with some coke, some cocaine. Like loudly, there's cops everywhere. They're down there. Yeah. This guy's just here, cocaine or some cocaine. What are we doing? I don't know. It's chaos. <laughs> It's like the mid '80s again. Yes, Jeez. walking it around is. Times Square, drugs, guns, Dude, wars, whatever. It is some scene in Midtown and Times Square right now. Let me tell you, this Eric Adams better clean this up. All right, uh, let's take a quick break here. Boomer and Geo at the top. We've got a Odyssey, Odyssey Sports, Sports Minute. Minute. Yes, Amy, Amy Lawrence. Lawrence, Justin Verlander not coming to the Yankees. <laughs> It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, 
the superheroes of WFAN. CeeLo, we got Falcons at, pa- no, Patriots at Falcons yes. tonight. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.